Sugar Bee Podcast is not being recorded in front of a live studio audience today. But thank you for joining me. You guys will be my, um, not live, I don't know, syndicated audience. Is that what the word is? I don't know. I'll figure that out, I guess. But yeah, welcome back, guys. You may all go to hell, and I will go to Texas. Davy Crockett. Or alternatively, y'all may go to hell, and I'll go to Texas. <laughs> so yeah, guys, um, I'm so excited to be back, okay? Um, there's been so much happening, so much going on, that I'm like totally ready to catch you guys up on, on what I haven't been recording. Um, I do want to go ahead, though, and first things first, I want to give a warm autumn welcome back to the Sugar Beat Podcast. Um, thank you guys for, like, hanging out and listening and, you know, messaging me and all of that. Um, I guess let's get, you know, let's get right to it. Let's do it to it. If you hear me sound super congested, it's because I'm sick. Um, that's actually one of the reasons why I haven't been recording is because I've actually been sick for a while and, um, my cough is finally starting to clear up. It's not completely gone, but my cough is finally starting to clear up. I didn't want to have to like record and you guys hear me, um, hacking up a lung. Um, but I am still like a little congested. So I sound nasally. That's why. Um, <laughs> or maybe I'm just getting in touch with my French roots. I don't know. We, we, ha, ha. <laughs> Um, but, like I said, I'm really excited to be back, so, yeah, um, my current location is the awesome border town of El Paso, Texas. Um, I've been in Texas for the past couple of months now, it's about to be actually three months that I've been out here in Texas. Um... I don't know if I ever told you guys, I love Texas. Like, I've been out here before. I've had, like, the pleasure to um, to now have traveled and visited three distinct parts of Texas. So I'm really excited to be here in El Paso. Um, and it's been, like, a crazy time. I'm out here for work. I can't really talk about work that much. But I am out here for work. I have not moved. I'm you know, still a Florida resident, still living in Miami, but I am, um, staying out here for, for a minute, and I do want to let you guys know I miss Miami so freaking much, but we'll talk more about that later. Um, so it's crazy, because Abasso, I always had this impression that it was, like, the small town, and it's really not that small, like, it's cool because it's, like, a small town. It's, like, it's like a city feel. It's a city population with a small town feel. That's what it, it feels like to me with, um, with the Basel. And it's, like, freaking beautiful out here. Like, oh, my God. I did not know about how much beauty the desert can hold. Um, if you ask any one of my coworkers, almost every morning and almost every night, I'm like in awe of how beautiful, like the sunset, the sunrise is like, and like I said, I never was able to ever appreciate how beautiful the desert could be because like I had never been anywhere near the desert. So now that I've been out here, I mean, it's been crazy. Like my hotel room has like this beautiful view of the desert mountains 
Um, I love it. Like, it's so nice. And, like, the people are cool. It's very interesting out here. Um, a little bit about Paso, you know, let's talk about the population. Their population is roughly 700,000 people, which is pretty small. And so what's crazy about El Paso is that it borders with Ciudad Juarez, Mexico, right? Like, literally, my hotel is, like, 15 minutes away from the border, okay? And then, but it's crazy because, like, Ciudad Juarez has 1.3, roughly, million people living there. And it's, like, such, it's, like, a much bigger city. And it's so funny because, like, so, like, the view, part of the view from our hotel is Juarez, and when I first got here, you know, it's like this beautiful, like, view of, like, all these glittering lights and, like, this, like, big land mass. And, you know, we, and I say we because I'm talking about, like, me and, like, you know, my friends here. Um, it's funny because we thought that that was part of El Paso. And everyone's like, no, that's Juarez. Like, that is Juarez. Pure Juarez. And so it, it's like such a huge city. So it's very interesting because um, it's like one of the safest towns or cities in the United States, which would be El Paso, is bordering one of the most dangerous cities in Mexico. So it's like a weird contrast between the two sides. And then it, like, it's funny because, like, here at work, you know, um, there's, like, a lot of locals that I work with, and they they talk about, you know, crossing over to Juarez all the time. Which is funny to me because I'm just, like, honestly, if Miami bordered Colombia or, like, any other, like, country, like, Latino country, I would be doing the same thing, too. I would be crossing over to, like, Colombia to go get my, you know, dental work done and all of that stuff. I do it now. I just wait till I go to Colombia to get dental stuff. And, like, um, I used to wait to do, like, eye stuff in Colombia, too. Like, just general checkups. I'm just, like, you know, so much cheaper than uh, <laughs> going through my insurance. But, but yeah, so it's, like, a very interesting um, dynamic they've got going on out here on the border. And it was crazy for me to actually be on the ground, on the border, um, you know, crossing over to Mexico via car was interesting, going through customs and all of that. So, I mean, it's been, it's been crazy out here. It's been a crazy experience. Um, another thing about, like, Juarez and El Paso is that what that's really cool to me is that people will commute as well. Like, people who live in Juarez might have their kids in school over here and vice versa. There might be, like, um, people who live here in El Paso but who work in so I thought that was really interesting um something that you know I wouldn't have ever heard about if I had not actually um been staying here practically living here um now I love El Paso 
And if it wasn't for the fact that there's, like, literally no bodies of water out here, I would probably consider, like, put this on the map of places I would consider moving. Because as we all know, or some of us know, um, San Antonio is, like, on my list. That if I were to ever leave Miami again, that would be where I would move. But, um, so I would move out here if there was, like, some type, a canal, even. It doesn't even have to be a natural <laughs> lake or anything, just a canal, some type of water, um, that I can just go and sit next to when I'm having a long day, and I just need to, like, dip behind me, you know, just kind of clear my mind, um, so I would, like, totally move out here, because, oh, man, these desert mountains, like, oh, my God, they're so beautiful, I'll, um, you know, put some pictures up, on you know like IG so that you guys can like take a look at it it's so freaking beautiful and it's like you know the pictures don't do it justice like if you're here and you just go driving by these mountains it's like an un- such an unexpected beauty it's like really breathtaking for real but um there the, here's my con to El Paso and it might this might apply to a lot of Texas, to be honest, right? But more so possible because it's a border city, so I don't know if this is why there is no diversity. Look. And when I say diversity, I'm talking about <laughs> it's only Mexicans out here. I mean, there's like a few white people, but it's like overwhelmingly, you know comprised of like Mexicans or Mexican Americans. Hey, which you know, let me tell you, I've met some cool people out here. Mexicans are cool. I'm not trying to say there's anything wrong with that, but oh my god, I miss diversity. <laughs> let me give you an example. And y'all will see especially my Miami people will understand where I'm coming from. When I when you come out here the majority of places that there is to eat are straight up Mexican restaurants. Now, people might be like, I love Mexican food. Yeah, you love Mexican food until, or you love a food until you have to eat it every single day for at least two of your meals because you get a break at breakfast because breakfast food, you know, is breakfast food. But even then, sometimes they somehow come up with Mexican breakfast food, like Mexican burrito, like like breakfast burritos, and I'm like, no, I don't want this. I want pancakes. You guys, it's been hitting me hard because, you know, at least for those of us who live in Miami, we're so used to having this huge variety of food and of people that we interact and work with and, and you hang out with and party with that being in a you know homogenous society is kind of unnerving you know what I mean like I said there are some white people here but it's mostly mostly Mexican people mostly Mexican Americans or Mexican white mixed people and so it's like really weird you know what I mean the radio stations you get some you get some regular radio stations right <laughs> when I say ra- regular I mean like top 40 
pop across the board. Cool. That you'll hear anywhere. But also, the radio stations, it's like a lot of Mexican music. And then it's like I found this one radio station that plays some reggaeton, but it's like it's really funny because I actually like sleep with that radio station on. So it's like it'll go from like banda to like straight up reggaeton. And there's no in between. There's no in between. It's either Osuna or like Cristian Nodal. You know what I mean? So, now I'm starting to recognize some of the music, actually, and, like, the melodies. I'm like, hey, that's that song I sometimes fall asleep to. Okay. But, um, but, yeah, like that. You know what I mean? And so it's really weird. Like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to handle it. I haven't really quite figured it out, and I've been on here already for almost three months, you know what I mean? But, um, I mean, I know I have been able to meet a couple of people who are not from here, from Texas, or from Mexico, and we're all kind of suffering. I have my friend out here, like, hopefully, you know, I can get her to come talk with us sometime, but, um, she's from Miami, you know, she Cuban girl, love her, shout out, okay, but we suffer together. <laughs> we're like silent sufferers together. Because we're like, oh my god, like, where's our carne asada though? And not the Mexican kind. Where's our Nicaraguan carne asada? Like, I need to go to Fitanga Monimbo, bro. Sunset Drive and 117, what's up? Like, all my Kendall people know what I'm talking about. But, um,. Things like that, or we just, like, really, you know, crave, like, white rice with black beans and platano maduro. And I think I said, like, something the other day at lunch with my coworkers about, like, oh, yeah, maduritos. And then, like, my coworkers were like, what are you talking about? Platanos like that, yo. And I was just like, what? The, what? Y'all don't, What? What? It's crazy. Like, they just looked at me crazy for thinking that it was, like, you know what I mean, for wanting platanos in my food. They're like, but sweet plantains, that's not for dessert. And it's like, what kind of netherworld do you live in? No. That's for dinner. Like, that is the side dish. Um, So it's been an interesting experience. For sure getting to, to kind of like be, be Miamian somewhere else and to have my fellow a fellow Miamian um, who understands my pain I'll just be like girl you understand me and so all the time we'll sit down and start talking about all the food we miss um, I miss let me tell you guys um, I miss so many things I miss so many things. You guys don't know until you leave how much you need to appreciate what you have. Because even when I moved to Fort Myers, I was still living my Miami life. Because one, I was only two and a half hours away from Miami in the first place. Two, there were so many Cubans in Fort Myers that I, 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 could, I could manage to find my food. 
You know what I mean? And there was like a little, even in Fort Myers, Florida, okay? Fort Myers, Florida still had more diversity than freaking El Paso, Texas. So, I, I don't know. Either way, I highly, um, I'm going to go back. Let's circle back to the positive about El Paso. I highly recommend coming to visit out here. It's so chill. Like, everyone's, like, really just, like, really chill in that Texas way. Like, it's really weird because it's, like, everybody's, like, really laid back. But still, like, Texans are just passionate people by birth, I guess. You know, because Texas is a whole other country out here. So it's like I I don't know I guess like when you when you interact with a lot of Texans like that's what like you kind of like figure out it's like they're they're chill people in their own way but they're still Texan like it's like they've got like righteous anger or something <laughs> um so yeah like you know Apostle there's there's enough to do to keep yourself busy if you really try. Um, for all you hikers out there, there's, like, some really good hiking spots out here, like, and also nearby. Um, yeah, like, I can tell you a couple of places that I've been, um, Waco Tanks, um, State Park is, like, amazing, and probably one of the most, like, just one of the most unique places I've ever been. So I would definitely recommend um looking into that and like there's scenic road out here, like scenic road like goes up this mountain and you just have like this like amazing view. You have Franklin Mountains um State Park as well that have like these amazing views of the city and so it's really cool out here. There's like a lot to do. Um the party scene it's not gonna be like Miami, obviously. But it it it, it Texas is still Texas. Um, it's really cool because we've gone to like this country place, and let me tell y'all, look, <laughs> I'ma hand it, I'ma hand it to, to country people. I'm not even gonna say white people. I'm not gonna say Americans because being here in El Paso has taught me that there's more to that. Um, you know, there's more to 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 the country life out here. Um. So this country place, because me and my friends, we're like, we want to go to a country place. We're in Texas. So we asked the locals, we're like, what's up? Where's the place to go? They're like, look, the place to go, if you're looking for a country place, is Whiskey Dicks. And we're like, okay. So me and my friends, we we ride out to Whiskey Dicks, and um, it was very interesting. I'm going to put some, I'm going to put some video up on IG of that too just cause it was so it was like it was funny and like not in a like oh I'm making fun of you way it was funny and just like well, like it was a very su- it, it like surprising um plays so one you know I just assumed like I know people square dance right but I just assumed white people just don't dance at all but turns out at least the country people, they have their ways. Like, I, I I, never knew that there was any rhyme or reason to it. But there is rhyme or reason. Like, there is a dance besides square dancing. 
So, it, like, me and, 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 like, this Puerto Rican girl, you know, like, me and her, we're just standing there watching these people dance on these wooden floors, and we're fascinated because they're, like, doing some really weird, complicated footwork and doing dando vuelta and everything, and we're like, what are they doing? Like, I couldn't, we couldn't even just figure, we couldn't figure it out. So... I guess, you know, that has taught me to not, to try not to judge. I guess in every culture, there's people who know how to dance and people who don't know how to dance. Now, I stick by white people have no rhythm. I'm going to stick with that. But, um, <laughs> like, I'm just going to, just because you can dance or do some type of dancing movement doesn't mean you have rhythm. I, I stick to, um, you know, there's people who just, are born without rhythm. But um the night out at Whiskey Dicks was very cool and like, you know, we've been back too and it still is like a cool place. Um another crazy thing about that place which kinda which is kinda like I think speaks to what Texas is about. It's like it'll go from like country music, like real deal country music to like reggaeton bro like el perreo it's very confusing <laughs> it's very very confusing but it works cause people are into it like I don't know people people get by I guess um so all in all come come visit come come chill here in El Paso it's like a it's a cool time it's a good time Like I said earlier, me and my girl, we we talk a lot about everything that we miss about Miami. And, I mean, we miss everything except for the traffic. Which, actually, there's, like, there can be a good amount of traffic here in El Paso randomly. So, um, surprise, surprise, the traffic has followed me. But, um, like... I just need some certain things to come to me in the form of, like, a Miami care package type situation, right? Um, I could tell you one of the things that I guess, like, makes me the most homesick is that I can't cook. So, by just by that, by virtue, I miss out on a lot of different things that I could just cook for myself. But, like, because I don't have a kitchen in this hotel or anything like that... I can't cook, so I have to rely on whatever is, like, available. Um, but if I did have a kitchen, Lord Jesus, I would throw it down. And if I had a kitchen, you know, someone could go to PJ's and get me the little bundle pack and send it to me. It's the bundle pack that brings, like, a bottle of mojo, a, a thing of, like, sazón completa, and, like, a thing of garlic powder. And it's, like, $17 or something really cheap like that because it's BJ's. It's Badia because, you know, Badia got the got the spice game on lock, all right? And I would do so much damage 
if I could just have those spices and, like, have a kitchen here. Because I could just, like, marinate, you know, some pork and some mojo. Chop up some onions and so completa. Like, the whole, you know, the whole deal. Um, croquetas, bro. They're so small yet so yummy. I miss them. I miss, like, my Cuban breakfast, yo. Like... Tostadas, like you know, you got like that bread, yo, that butter. Of course, I'm the fatty that when I go to order tostadas, I'll be like, por favor, échame bastante mantequilla. Because only a fatty will ask them to make sure that the bread is like doused in like extra butter. Like, I don't like that dry Cuban bread, I like that, you know, buttery Cuban bread. Um, yeah, just something as simple as, like, like, I didn't realize how much I ha- I used to eat tostadas and cafe con leche for breakfast. I miss a good cafe con leche, bro. If I had, once again, if I had a kitchen, I would be able to make my cafe con leche. Because I was able to surprisingly find cafe bustelo out here. So, you know what I did to make myself feel better at work? We have, like, a Keurig. So, I bought myself a reusable Keurig, okay? Like, little reusable Keurig K-cup. I bought myself um, a can of Bustelo. So, there's, like, a random can of Bustelo at, at our office at work. Um, and I just, like, pour Bustelo into that. Now, it gives me a sort of taste for Cuban coffee but remember I'm not making it the right way like it's brewed in the curing it's not being you know cooked on the stove top like you know what I mean I'm not I'm not doing it with like steamed milk or you know what I mean warm milk to get the cafe con leche it's literally like I'll get a thing of co- cause we don't have a microwave at work like there's nothing there's nowhere to microwave so it's like cold milk Keurig Bustelo <laughs> and like sugar and like what I'll do is I'll put it in like my thermos and like shake it up to kind of get like a little espumita like a little fake espumita action and I mean it holds me over but like I need like a proper cafe con leche you know what I mean like you steam the milk you warm it you have the little like latica like cafetera you know what I mean you know, and then, like, you just get that, like, fickle leche, and you stir up, like, you stir up the sugar, and you get the little spumita going, you maybe, you know, you stir in the, the steamed milk, and you just got this beautiful, like, beautiful situation, and it tastes so good and smooth, even the strong one will, like, taste really good, and believe me, these people, if we if we could have access to proper, like, you know, to a proper colada situation or cortadito situation, these people that I work with would go crazy because we work 12-hour days. So we could use that little 3 o'clock pick-me-up for sure. And even when I've made it in the curing, like, I've given it to people and they're like, wow, this is really good. I'm like, yes, it is. Imagine if I can make it correctly, <laughs> like, but um, so that's like my love letter to Cafe Colmeches and Cafe Bustelo. Thank you. 
Um, I miss like batidos because I guess Mexicans don't make batidos. They make aguas frescas like horchata, which hey, I'm thankful for like really good horchata everywhere. So I'm not complaining about that. But man, like a good batido de mame, bro. Like send me some zapotes, some mame. Um, send me freaking mora, you know. Um, what other batidos do I like? Oh my god, maracuya, like anything. <sighs> Which brings me to Palacio de los Jugos. I really miss Palacio de los Jugos because that's another thing. I feel like Mexican food does not have that, or not that it doesn't have that much variety. Let me not even put, let me not even say that. The restaurants don't have a lot of variety in their menus. I know there's a lot of different types of Mexican food, but the restaurants here in El Paso at least do not reflect that necessarily. I've noticed it's just like tacos. <laughs> I'm like, okay. There's been few places, and when I say few places, few places that have like burritos and enchiladas on the menu. Uh, most of them, it's like a lot of tacos. Now, shout out to El Cometa out here in the Apostle. That place is the bomb.com, bro. One, El Cometa has the best flautas I've ever had. Their tacos are the best. Like, the, like I don't know what it is, but that's, like, been my favorite place out here. Um, they put, like, a lot of queso, queso fresco on the, on the food. Um, they, like, the sauce is really good. And then, you know, like, like, and then on top of that, they stay open until 4 in the morning because everywhere else here closes by 9 o'clock. But they stay open until 4 in the morning, so, like, they're, like, really cool. Um, from what I understand from, like, the locals, they'll be like, yeah, that's, like, the place to hit up when you're coming back from the club and you're hungry. And I was like, you know what? That's what's up. Like, <laughs> I can't, I'm down with that. Like, I could vibe with that. You know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, like, so I miss places like Palacio de los Jugos that they just have a little bit of every kind of Cuban food. You know what I mean? Like, they have, like, chicken fricasse, they have palomilla, they have, um, bistec empanizado. You know what I mean? Like, 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 arroz imperial, bro. I miss arroz imperial. I miss white rice, okay? <laughs> I miss arroz con pollo. I, I miss not having beans served everything. <laughs> served with everything. Um... But you know what I mean? It's like you've got like the picadillo, the ropa vieja. You know what I mean? Like like so many different types of foods. And then, you know, like, oh my God. um, So many different plato fuertes that you can like eat. So many sides. Yuca, cassave, maduros, tamales. Oh my gosh, like everything. Um... So I miss, you know, like, that Palacio de los Jugos set up, the buffet, or not the buffet set up, but, like, the look at all the food you can eat and that you have to choose from the set up. You know, like, that Presidente set up, that Publix set up. I miss Publix. Oh, my God. Like, Publix food, pub subs. I miss shopping at Publix and at my Publix and knowing where everything is. Really and truly, I just go to Walmart all the time here um 
I miss so many different things, but and it's crazy because really this is just like a list of foods and restaurants that I miss. But um, obviously I miss my people, for sure. I miss my like, and when I say my people, I mean like my people, my friends, my family. I definitely miss my people though. I miss my Miami people. I miss being surrounded by like just like the craziness that is Miami. I love my home. I miss the ocean. Um, that's one of the things that like when I go back to Miami, I'm probably gonna be ending up at like the beach like every day for a while because I just miss it so freaky much that um. Like, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm overdue for, like, being by the water, for sure. Um, yeah, like, I never let these people forget that I'm from England. I'll be, like, all the time, like, well, in Miami. And they're like, well, you're not in Miami. And I'm like, oh, forget all of you. But, um... Yeah, like, I just, I just miss the craziness and just, you know, it's kind of like the devil that you know versus the devil you don't know. Like, I just miss, I just miss my city. I miss being able to, like, go everywhere and just, like, kind of, like, know my way around and hold my own ground. I mean, I've been faring well out here. I've been exploring a lot, but, like, I, I just miss my city. You know, believe it or not, I miss Winwood. Isn't that crazy? I don't, I, I never thought I would say that, but I actually kind of miss Winwood a little bit. <laughs> um, I miss Brickle. I miss Kendall. Of all, like of like of all the places, I miss Kendall. I miss my home. I miss you know like my little suburban life, and and it's like when you live out in somewhere like Kendall or like Hialeah or somewhere out west primarily the cool thing is um we're close enough to the city where it's like if you want to ride let's ride let's do the thing you know what I mean like downtown Prickle the beach the whole thing the whole shebang but at the same time when we're ready to like kind of chill out and do like our family life you know Go to Aldi, go to Hobby Lobby, go to PetSmart. <laughs> um, we can still do that and like do it with stride. And so, you know, that's definitely the advantage of living in Miami, but not like the Miami that everybody thinks of. So, all that to say, do you have till I die, man? I'm like, I love this city. I cannot wait. To get back and to be recording back in Miami and doing, um, you know, some other cool things, some other cool um projects that I want to put together, but um, I I'm so happy to be back. Like I said, we have a few things to talk about um coming up. Most notably, Art Basel is coming up this weekend. We or it's upon us already. It's Thursday, so. The weekend is now, so um, this is going to be my first year missing Art Basel ever since I started attending back in high school. So please um, and go see some great art for me. I really, really love Miami at this time of year. 
because, um, and especially like with Art Basel coming up this weekend, because, um, I guess I could say one of my favorite things about Art Basel season is going around like the weekend before and seeing everyone tagging, seeing everyone touching up, painting, doing their work. And so, like, you know, um, I hope some of you guys got to see that process because it's like really cool. It's really beautiful to just see everyone. It's like everyone's getting their house ready for like a party. So, you know, to see, um, you know, a lot of these people out here, like, in their, like, creative midst, that's really awesome. Especially when it comes to, like, a neighborhood like Wynwood. It's, like, really cool to see. And so I really encourage you guys to not only party, but to actually go out there and, like, support our local artists. So please hit me up with some pictures. Um... You know, let me know how everything is going out there. Let me know how the traffic is. I don't know, but um, <laughs> enjoy our Basel weekend. Be safe. Have fun, you guys. Talk to you later.